interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to The Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt regarding cosplay, comics, video games, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and reporting with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! The sponsor in our hearts this week is Hideo Kojima's boyfriend, Mess Mickelson. Oh, all the mess you need. Mess covered in blood. Mess standing over you. <laughs> what? I can't even... Hold on. Mess smoking. Mess smoking. There was, like, this post... So, like, we made fun of this first shit post he had a while ago, where he was like, mess, 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 mess. And then... It, like I, I, at first, I had to double check that this was his actual, um, his actual fucking like uh, Twitter and not the joke account again because I thought it was a lie. But it's like, dear mess fans, there are so many scenes in De- um, in Death Stranding which I think you'll love. In this trailer, there's mess covered in blood, mess tied, mess um, smoking mess. Variations of Mess's eyes, Mess with glasses, singing Mess, and Mess in battle dress. Where uh, we get challenges. It, Kojima, you're in love. And I'm just like, excuse me, <laughs> sir. We get the first comment is we get it, Hideo. You love your boyfriend. <laughs> 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 but like at first I was like, haha, funny joke account. And then I looked at it and it was the fucking verified Kojima account. And I was like, I can't believe this is real. I, I, is it real? <laughs> oh my god. At this point, I can only imagine that he's seen all the comments that we're making about him being in love with Mess Mickelson and just playing it up. Oh yeah, he's like, look at, look at my true love mess now that you all seem to accuse me of loving mess. This just reminds me of... <laughs> I think I sent this, but there was an interview with him about the Raiden versus um, Snake butt debacle about who has the nicer ass. <laughs> and he's like, he w- he was like, before I start this, I want to remind everybody that I have a wife and son. And I was like, wait, Kojima has a child. Like I knew he had a wife, but I was like, he raised a boy, a lad, a whole ass <laughs> child. There is the spawn of Kojima walking this planet, and I am afraid. I had no. No idea he had kids. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, no homo, but we about to get into the nitty gritty homo of this situation. And I'm like, what is <laughs> happening right now? Oh my god, that was wild. And that, like, the whole debate about the butts wasn't even the wildest part. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a kid? Told you as a child, this man. Never mind the butts for a second. <laughs> the butts are unimportant. I have more questions. <laughs> Cause like he had mentioned his wife before, but I have never once heard him mention his child until that day. I maybe he just wants to keep the kid out of the spotlight. Maybe that makes sense. I I just like um, my other theory, which is just that he's uh, Daisy from The Great Gatsby. What baby? <laughs> what baby? <laughs> In theory, there is a child. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't checked out Kate Beaton's Great Gatsby um, comics before, you should go find them. They're, they're real good. good. They're exactly exactly how I imagine Great Gatsby being. <laughs> We're old money. How old? old Real old. Old as balls. <laughs> I fucking fun fact about Jesse. I actually super super love the Great Gatsby because you can speed read that. Me shit. too. Actually. Yeah, and whenever I got. 
this is off topic, but we'll probably do that a lot this episode. Um, but I got real sick once, and the only thing I had to read was Great Gatsby, and I, like, power read it in, like, a few hours, because it's so short. Um, but I really liked it, and I had feelings at the end. I was like, how dare you all! <laughs> I was not really rooting for you, but, like... Uh, <laughs> It's a shame there's never been, like, a really good movie adaptation. There's just been several. It's just hard to get right. I liked the atmosphere, mood of the Boz Lerman one. Oh, yeah. It wasn't as it, it wasn't as accurate to the source material. If there's nothing that Boz Lerman, like, if there's nothing else that Boz Lerman can do right, cinematography, he's, he's got that down pretty yeah. well. And, like, capturing, like, because I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, the to us, what was wild in the 1920s isn't, like, wild to us anymore. We've been properly desensitized. So he tried to bump it up a notch to, like, atmospherically to make it accessible to audiences how fucking wild this would have been to people. So, I, I don't know. I appreciated that. An attempt An was attempt made. An attempt was made. Um, I also... Put a little gold star that says you tried There's, on it's it. It's fascinating to me, too, that, like, in all the adaptions, Daisy is blonde, but she's not blonde in the book. Um, yeah. Just fun little, fun little things for you to think about. But, yes, somehow on this all has something to do with Mess Mickelson. Oh, right, because we were talking somehow. about the lad and then what baby and then yes. <laughs> what baby, yeah. What, yes. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon, this yeah. <laughs> conversation. Um. Anyway, I guess it's time to move into our pre-salt. I went into this thinking, oh, like all the... So the, the um, we're recording this a couple days later than usual. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 29th. And um, the review embargo for Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers was lifted, like, this morning. And everyone just dumped all their information at once. And in the morning, I had planned, well, I will digest this throughout the day and hopefully be able to talk about it on the podcast. But then I got to the tanking stuff and my brain exploded. So we're not going to talk about all of it because I will just devolve into gibberish and no one will understand me. And I will not be able to continue the podcast but i will talk about a few things <laughs> um the job changes some of the job changes they have made are not bad <laughs> um they've made certain things simpler they've um combined some actions with some other ones that were kind of redundant in the first place yeah. um white mage in particular had this whole lily system that was with the way the game is balanced because the game isn't balanced for you to just be healing all the yeah. time. Um, you will be bored if you're just doing that because monsters and dungeons don't deal enough damage. And as somebody on Reddit said, you can only make your party a certain amount of not dead. Yeah. So if you're just healing, you're just going to be standing around. So you have to be doing damage. However, the way the lily system is currently in Stormblood it's basically useless because it encourages you to play incorrectly because it only proximally is based off of your heals. 
Um, but if you're playing White Mage properly right now, you won't be healing that much. So it's it kind of it basically it, right now it encourages you to play your class badly. Yeah. So they've changed that, and now they just kind of generate over time. And there's also a special Black Lily that um, is generated and connected to your DPS actions. They've added a new DPS spam ability called Glare that replaces Stone 4 at level 72. Um, and then they added a new dot called Dia, which places Arrow at 72. And then they they made a couple of changes, like um, Asylum increases your healing capabilities, as well as uh, Regen. Uh, Divine Venison is an actual shield now. Regen's better, but it lasts long less time. Um... Holy or- originally had like a damage drop off where like say the first time you hit with it it would be like 400 potency and then it was 300 and then two like I don't know the actual numbers but it would drop off over time. Um, it's taken a hit to its potency but now it doesn't drop off so I guess technically over time you would be doing more damage overall with holy. Um, they also cut the amount of mana it takes to do all spells because they capped magic at 10,000. Yeah. Um. So, like, thank God for that, because otherwise all casters and healers would have had a horrible time all the time. Um, they also um, did some changes to, like, confessions and plenary indulgence and all that stuff that makes it more um, usable, which is good, because I started talking to one of my Shell buddies about confession stacks, and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Fucking Final Fantasy fourteen mood. Yeah, fair, fair. Because I'll be like, I have this figured out, and then someone is like, oh yeah, what do you do about this? And I'm like, the what now? (laughs) Yep. That was like when I, I mean, I've gotten better over time, but when I started, I'd be like, what's, what is this? And they'd explain it with another MMO term, and I'm like, okay, but what's that? Yeah. And they'd explain it with another MMO term, and I'd be like, I give up. Yeah. I mean, like I like I said, I learned 90% of, like, my, what I was doing once I was in a dungeon. I was like, oh, that's what that means. Because I needed yeah. to be in the dungeon to know what it no means. No matter what I said, it didn't really, it doesn't always make sense until you, like, do it. Yes. So, it wouldn't matter how I explain something. It's just like, oh, okay. Um, so for Red Mage, um, Verholy and Verflare have been rolled into Verero and Verthunder. Right now there's, there are different spells and they only, so like, you build up your red and, your black and white magic meters, and then you can do your sword combo with your rapier. Mm -hmm. And then after that's done, you will pop your Verholy and Verflare and you can use one of them. And it's an instant cast, and it's super powerful. So now, instead of having them as separate skills that are, like, not even usable most of the time, um, they have rolled them into Bear Arrow and Ver Thunder, so when you do your melee combo, they will automatically change to Ver Flare and Ver Holy. You use one, it goes back to Ver Arrow or Ver Thunder. Mm. Um, I'm stumbling over my words with all this Ver, 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 Ver stuff, but I will do my best. <laughs> Um, they added a couple of beats to the melee combo. Um, they added a, um, so there's a a move called Displacement, which is the backflip, 
Oh, yeah. So you do damage, but you also backflip, and you can very easily backflip to your death. So they've added another move that is a combo finisher, but without the backwards motion. So, and it shares a recast timer with this placement. I don't remember what the name of it is, um, but it's, um, oh, is it called engagement? Engagement shares the cooldown with this placement, but it doesn't have the backflip. Yeah. So I think it is also like less powerful, but I mean, you don't die. And nothing, there's no big greater hit to your DPS than dying. Yeah. So, you know, um, it still has Verays and Vercure. There was some whisperings that they would get rid of Verays or Vercure. So I'm really glad that didn't turn out to be the case. Red Mage is basically the same. They just kind of simplified some things. Uh, That's good because it's my new main. But for now, but... uh, um, Bard, they also kind of edited so that it's not based on their, your procs aren't based on crit, they're based on damage done with your dots. Um, so it's more reliable. I have had frustrating moments where I will use, um, like, Mage's Ballad and then just never fucking get the, air, I can't remember the name of it, but the Arrow, Hail, Storm mm-hmm. move. It, it just, just never pops because I got unlucky because I didn't get a crit. Like, Mm. Um, they also removed the crit buff that you give your party members for songs, which I am mad salty about, but I'm sure I'll get over it. Um, Army's Payon is a little bit less useless because Army's Payon, like, increases your, uh, cooldown speed, and the speed buff now will carry over into your next song. So you finish Army's Payon, you move on to Wanderer's Minuet or whatever, and you will, um, the speed buff will carry over. Um... And then they have, they also made it a lot easier to pop Refulgent Arrow, which is good. That was another one based off of crit. Everything's based off of crit right now mm. for Bard. So now it's just going to be damage on your dots. Um, and they added a new AOE version of Sidewinder, which is Shadowbite. Bard also isn't that much different. So, but I, I like some of these changes. I'm upset about it being um, less of a party buff. They, they took away like one of your major party buffs, mm. but we will, we will talk about that later. Um, I did not watch any of the machinist details, but the impression I got from the trailer is that they threw the whole machinist out and made a new one. And then... I'm interested in knowing how machinist mains feel about that. And then they, um, you get, (laughs) uh, fucking Ash's ult from... Yeah, you get a fucking stand. Yeah. It's a robot. I, it's just, it's legitimately, Uh, it's so funny to me, because the first thing, I was watching the trailer, and I was like, Bob! Do something! (laughs) Which is her <laughs> ult line when she sends out her giant robot. I was just like, um, I have yeah, a question. I, I think it looks cool, but I don't know shit all about Machinists because it's too complicated yeah. for, my, for my tiny baby brain. So I've never really played it outside of, like, the first, um, like, job quest I played like the first job quest and unlocked it, and then I was, and then I put it right back down, and I never picked it back up again. <laughs> um, they also they they tried to uncomplicate Dark Knight, but I'm still not smart enough to understand it yet. Maybe maybe that's another one I would just have to like. I think it's gonna be fine. Put it on and As, start slapping a especially dummy. without. Without the two stances, you don't have to worry. The The main concern I had with learning Dark Knight 
is gone now because there are still some complicated mechanics, but they're not like if you do this while this is on, like if while this stance is on, your console will explode. Yeah, you will die. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like like I was telling Kay that like for warrior and stuff, there are moves that if I use them along with a different move, or if I use them while in my tank stance or not in tank stance, like it just will ruin the effectiveness of the thing. For for dark yeah, knight, mages like that too. It's like oh fuck, I hit ver fire instead of. Verflare, I fucked up my rotation and my DPS suffered a 400 point loss. Yeah. Big fucking deal. But for Dark Knight, it's like, you will die and everyone around you will suffer. Like, that. It's like, and this will slowly bleed your hit points down. And I'm like, um, I have a fucking question as to why you would fucking do this to me. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this to my party. But as long as it's back to like being like, this will be less effective, then I at least will have a little bit of confidence to try and figure it out rather than me just being like, this is way too scary and not pick it up at all. You know? Yeah. There, there are some things I do remember from the dark Knight video, which is that, um, I mean, as with all tanks, tank stance is is just on off. There's no DPS stance. Dark side to that end is now a buff rather than a stance. Yeah. Um, and it lasts, you know, however long, let's say 30 seconds. I don't remember exactly how long. They got rid of dark arts, um, which means that the dark arts spam thing that was a large part of Dark Knight's rotation is out. Yeah, um, which actually a lot of Dark Knights also, are happy about, which I find interesting. Yeah, it seems like nobody's really upset about that. Yeah, uh, which is kind of interesting. It seems like everybody knew how much of a pain in the ass it was. Yeah. Um. So that's gone, of course. Now with magic being i mean dark knight always really relied really heavily on mana instead of tp like it used both but it really was intense about mana and having to um regenerate your mana because you wouldn't do it while you were had both grit and dark side turned on so you would have to use blood price they got rid of blood price and there's other ways that you can regenerate your mana now i i wasn't totally clear on all of that yeah that's something i Um, I wasn't particularly clear on that either i was like okay but how yeah i I'm not fully clear on how that one's I wonder if to it's going to be a rotation thing. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe it regenerates based on... It just, like, in general, instead of only when you have blood price on, yeah. it'll regenerate when you do damage. I'd have... I like, like, I, like I said, my brain kind of exploded when I was watching the tank videos, so I kind of gave up. Um, but maybe when I have more than 12 hours to process, I can watch all of that stuff and kind of get into it Um, i was starting to try and understand the because tanks are going to be largely responsible for since protect protecty is gone um protect is gone oh and um sorry i forgot some other ones which is that lucid dreaming's cooldown timer has been cut in half which is awesome uh, thank god but they also got rid of mana shift which i'm not happy about but i will get over it so um (laughs) So since Protect is gone, they said that the tanks are going to move into more of a role of, like, buffing your party as far as defense, which is fascinating to me. Warrior got the most obvious one because Warrior gets to, you can shield other party members. Um, Other ones seem to be put into role actions, which are like, while this will increase your defense by 20%, 
50% while active, it will also increase the defense of any surrounding party members by 20%, like, as an additional effect. So... I, I just find that interesting as far as, like, how now we're going to have to be more... I think it will cause tanks to have to be more party-aware, or they won't, and we'll all die. It'll be a great time. They they won't, and they'll just use the buff for themselves. Yeah. Um, that's... At least at first, that's definitely how it's I mean, going to luckily, be. But I bet for, for people who are really into writing, they're going to learn how to use that, like, for the whole party. Yeah, and I um, think, like, luckily, like, anybody, if you, if it's melee, at least your melee people will be buffed. Because, like, especially for stuff like, I think it was, um, for the, specifically the one that's, like, Rampart, um, like, they're usually close close enough to you because they're, they actually have to physically hit the boss, like, close by it's going to be interesting as far as, like, I guess if I'm holding aggro with the boss, I won't have to worry as much about my, like, um, like, my long-range DPS needing the buff anyway, so, because hopefully yeah. they won't be being Well, hit. also, something that I've had to learn when I picked up healing was that if the fucking bard decides that he's going to stand over in Antarctica, he can just die. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you so at a certain point you have to stop worrying about your party members when they won't help you help yeah. them like <laughs> i i don't know this will be interesting because i feel like without worrying about aggro um i think when when they first said that like okay tanks we're getting rid of aggro combos people are like what are we gonna do like what are we gonna be thinking about but i think like with this now you have the ability to think about how am i best gonna utilize myself as a team player um and that's going to be fascinating. I, and then, like, okay, the whole thing about tank stance, about people hating that, you just, like, there's no DPS stance. I'm like, maybe if you had your tank stance on, this wouldn't have happened in the first place. But no. Maybe if you would have gotten good in the first place, we wouldn't be having this problem. Yeah, poor Sque Square Enix is just like, please, please, for God's sake, use tank stance. Look, we made it so much easier for you yeah. now. For God's sake, use your fucking tank just stance. Just do it. Do it, please. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. And now it'll be easier. There was one person on Twitter that was like, "Enmity is stored in the tank." Stand. Enmity is stored in the tank stance. Because <laughs> um, that's all. That's all tank stance does. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Now is that it will um, increase your aggro generation. There's no aggro combos to fuck around with. It's going to be the same rotation no matter what. So you don't have to worry that if you fuck up and start using your DPS combo instead of your aggro combo and you do it for too long because you're not paying attention to your aggro as much as you should be. And then, oh, whoops, uh, the Red Mage ripped aggro off of me and now they've been murdered by Sid the Thunder God. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Don't have to worry about that as much anymore. Yeah. Um, and there's also not really going to be any substantive benefit to stance dancing, which I think is what they were really trying to get rid of because there was an awful lot of meta about God. getting aggro and then turning off your tank stance and switching to DPS stance and it was just a nightmare. Yeah, and especially if you're learning to be a tank, like the just the discourse on it, and I'm just like, this is not helpful to baby. This is not, is I not. want to be good tank, but you are all arguing over the benefits of turning tank stance on and off so that you can, yeah. like, uh and people were- we had to have like a little come to Jesus talk where I was like, listen, if you're in a dungeon with people that you don't know and don't trust, just leave your tank stance on. Yeah. So now tank stance is always on. Because <laughs> you don't know if that dragoon knows what a diversion is. And at least like also they don't. That's the that's the they don't. that's the diversion. Don't know. Don't her. know her. Um 
the the thing about it now is like okay like like on tank and off tank is going to be so much easier because it's just like one of us has tank stance on and the other one doesn't and then when we switch we can just toggle it off and on and then shirk and then provoke and there we fucking are it'll be so much easier as long as people communicate which they don't they don't, but we'll, we'll, we've always managed to work around that before, and we'll keep managing to work around it. Yeah, I just love, um, um a Miss Tech, her, uh, her thing about the <laughs> trust system, about how the AIs don't listen to you and don't <laughs> greet you, just like real people. Yeah, okay, so there was some, there's been, I haven't looked into the trust system too much, but, um, Miss Tech had a really funny joke about how she's like, the the AI ignores your greetings just like real players do, which was pretty funny. But then also, Alice specifically, like, they said they tried to design the way that the AI plays um, with the character's personalities in mind, mm-hmm. which is funny and cute, and I like that. Yeah. Um, but they said specifically that Alize is desperate to be helpful to the warrior of light. So the minute your limit gauge bar is filled, she will use it. Oh my god! <laughs> Everybody's like, no, Alize, no, <laughs> no limit breaking. That's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> Alize, no. Alize, please, <laughs> baby girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to hear, like, apparently they have dialogue and stuff, too, which is so fucking cute to yeah. me. Yeah, it will be, I'm, I should look into that one more, but I just didn't have the time or brain space for it today, uh, other than Ms. Tech's video. But, um, so that, that by the way, um, I have, as I understand it, that's going to be for Shadowbringers dungeons, and that they may or may not add it to past dungeons um, so, sorry to everybody who thought that they could play Final Fantasy XIV solo now. It's still not the case just yet. Um, really, I think, I think the best, because the p- thing people are worried about is that no one's ever going to play with, like, actual players anymore when they can play with the AI, and, like, this is an MMO, so that is a concern. I think what might be kind of a good way to get around that is to incentivize people to play with other players by having, like, higher rewards for yeah. it. But then, like, if you wanna, if you're you're a baby tank and you're scared to go into Stasha for the first time, you can try it out with AI teammates that aren't gonna get mad at you if you wipe them. Yeah. So, I think, like, have it there for people who are nervous, but incentivize playing it with real people by maybe like cut. Maybe you don't get experience if you do it with AI teammates. Yeah. Or you don't get as much, or you get a fuck ton of tombstones if you play with real people because uh, that's how they that's how they incentivize duty finders to give you resources for playing with strangers um so that you too but, can have the experience of sweating your balls off in a dungeon while someone is like pressuring <laughs> you and you're like i'm sorry i baby yeah i mean there's a lot with the live letter um but i don't remember everything that I wanted to talk about because there was so much. I'm sure we'll think of more stuff. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to burn you know. now. Oh, it's okay. Um, the speaking of um, having crazy experiences with Duty Finder, I 
have been running a lot of the seven, level 70 24 man raids trying to get um, resources for my uh, I level 400 quest. But I'm going to talk about that a lot later. But I did want to talk about this one and the pre-salt because overall it was a good time. It was just a messy time. So I, I roll into the Raiderana Lighthouse and the first thing I see when I zone in is somebody in shout chat saying, you're live on Twitch and like a, a link. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned into by far the messiest run of the Ritorana Lighthouse I have ever had. Like, you were on voice chat yeah. with me at the time when I was doing this. And I was like, well, I looked up and I was like, oh, Alliance A is dead. The entire Alliance A is dead. And most of Alliance C is dead. And my party's just happy to be here. <laughs> like, um, I have never raised so much in a raid. It was all over the place. I was raising people who were not in my Alliance um, because the situation was so dire that, like, they, their healers are both down and like, Ugh! you're like, and, um, <laughs> and this continued, and like we were fighting um, Con- Construct Seven in particular. We were fighting Construct Seven for like 25 fucking minutes. It felt like it was such a long fight. I was like, this is going on forever. Yeah, because we I got just, a lot like, of story quest stuff done while you were. It- yeah. Specifically while I was just doing Construct 7, if I remember yeah. correctly. <laughs> like, um, cause, like, because, because, like, entire alliances would be dead for minutes at a time. We just weren't doing a lot of DPS to him. So, like, I guess he doesn't have an enraged timer. <laughs> Maybe he does, and we just didn't last long enough to, like, it didn't last long enough for that. But, like, God, it took forever. Um, and then at that point, he, um, like wrote the link and the you're live on Twitch message again in the chat. And so I'm just I wrote something like, Thank you for watching our fail through of the Reader Run <laughs> <laughs> Um After this after like the next day after he'd finished streaming, I actually went back and watched that part of the VOD. And at one point he's just like, Man, I fucking hate Duty Finder <laughs> So he, yeah, it, he thought it was a mess too. The stream wasn't like um, that remarkable that I could remember, but like, yeah, it was pretty funny to see it and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that hot mess. Um, and I've also, you know, I swore to myself when I started this game, oh, there's PvP in this game. Never gonna fucking play that. Uh, but I got bored one night, but I also didn't want to like. It was late, so I didn't want to, like, start anything. Um, Except a so fight. I, I went to the PvP, um, like, the Wolf's Den, it's called, and I looked at the uh, Glamours. I, oh, it was because earlier that day I'd seen... There's a really cute healer Glamour that's, like, um, a toga, and it has, like, wings on the back. And I remember looking it up and seeing that it was a PvP-only item. And I went to the Wolf's Den to look at it, and I found that actually there's some, like, really cool glamours there. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And I found one in particular. It's called the New Way set for Bard. And it's so cool. And I'm just like, I'm going to cosplay that. And so, a couple days later, I did some PvP. And I was just like, so I started out 
um, this has happened to me before where I am like, mm, I've never done this dungeon before, um, so I should probably do DPS, but I kind of don't want to wait. So I'm just going to heal it and see what happens. And then the queue pops and I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> and it was the same thing here. I'm like, I'm let's just jump into it. And then I, the queue pops and I'm like, what have I done? Yeah. Um, you fool. The one that I picked, I don't remember what it's called, but it is a 72 person brawl. (laughs) (laughs) You have objectives. You're supposed to like, like break these ice structures. I didn't really understand what the, the, the deep lore of this was. It didn't really matter. Um, much like overwatch, people will ignore this objective in favor of blowing each other up. Um, but thankfully you get wolf marks no matter whether you win or lose, you just have to participate. So after I realized that I was just elmofire.gif the entire time. Like, I don't care how many times I die. I don't care if we succeed. I'm going to get my wolf marks no matter what. And you also gain them very quickly. So I managed to get the coat and the matching pants and I haven't gone back to play anymore yet. Um, so I still need the gloves, the helmet and God, that's so funny. The bow. <laughs> what the funny. fuck is it going is on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here on this day? Um, it's also the only thing I can think of where you don't have to have a full group um, to start. Like, so if you go in and you only have like seventy people that actually hit confirm, it'll still start the match, um, and then they'll just backfill. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But it, it, it I mean, it was. It's not very good. It's very, very basic. <laughs> the game's not meant for PvP, but it's also not awful. So I enjoyed myself regardless, but I did just start to get kind of antsy towards the end, so I wouldn't be able to do it for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, but yeah, I might farm for some more glamours. There were some crazy ones. The Realm Reborn ones are basically just like Met Gala looks. Um, they're they're good. wild. They're really good. <laughs> I was like, Jesse, look up this item named this. And like... <laughs> They are Met Gala-ass looks. Um, some of the more toned-down ones are still really cool, though. Like the new A set. So hopefully hopefully I'll get all those pieces soon and have a fresh new Bard Glamour and some really cool cosplay reference screenshots to go along with that. Um, and then my last thing, speaking of cosplay progress, is I decided to focus a bit more heavily on my bard costume because I'm scared I'm not going to get it done in time if I for anime bonsai if I don't. So High Elf Archer's on hold um, until I can get that done. It, I, I wanted to have like a new costume to wear to Salt Lake Gaming Con, but I looked and I was like, I don't really have that much time. And also, like, cause, like I can't wear my Songbird costume because it's going to be too hot, hot damn. Yeah. But, like, also... It's not like I don't have stuff I can wear. I can wear Zelda again. I can wear Azra, even though I'll probably suffer. Maybe I'll, like, leave the coat behind and just wear his shirt and shawl. Um, or I can wear Prompto again. Like, I have I have costumes. So I put that one on hold, and I'm back to working on Bard. Um, so that's when I made my Artemis bow pattern. And, like... I, my original plan was I, I got some foam core, like, poster board, like, that has the, it's cardboard on the outside, and then it's, like, the squishy foam on the inside, and I was going to make the base out of that and layer 
regular EVA foam on top and then cover the thing in Warbler. But um, the harp part of the bow was too big for the foam board. And there wasn't really, I didn't really want to like cut it into multiple pieces um, to, in order to get it to fit. I couldn't really find a good place where I could like hide a seam. Um, I figured this would be a continuing problem. So I went to Home Depot and I got, I went to get some pink insulation foam. Cosplayer's best friend. It's literally what it says on the tip. It's a big sheet of hard pink foam that you can use to insulate your attic. Um, and it comes in big, like eight by four foot sheets, apparently. But I go in there and I'm like, hey, um, random Home Depot employee, I'm looking for pink insulation foam. He's like, what? And I'm like, insulation foam that is pink. The hard stuff. The hard stuff. <laughs> and he's like, oh, is that like for, I'm like, you you know, it's, it's insulation foam that you use for insulation and like, I always feel like such a dumbass when I go into Home Depot because nothing that I'm trying to buy is something that I'm going to use for its original purpose. So yeah. when they're like, "What do you use it for?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." Like, for insulating. It's insulating. Insulating things. <laughs> it's a conduit. Do you have a conduit? A what? You know, a conduit. Is that like an electrical thing? It's a conduit. <laughs> Like, what do you want from me? Is I don't know. It's a pipe. And you're just like, is this a thing. fucking... You put stuff in it. Intellectual. Is this a fucking psychological test, sir? Like, leave me alone. Am I being interrogated right now? Yeah. Get off my dick. Um, but anyway, he's like, do you use it for, like... It's like, do you put it behind electrical? And I'm like, I'm not using it for its intended purpose, so I, I, I don't know. And he's like, okay. And he gets this other employee. He's like can you help this woman? And I'm like, I'm looking for pink insulation foam. And she's like, oh yeah, it's this way. And, you know, I got it, but it was eight feet long. And I'm like, this isn't going to fit in my car. <laughs> so I go up to another employee and I'm like, can I just like, I'll buy the whole thing, but can I just get this cut in half so I can take it home easier? Like, I don't need it to be in one piece. Can I just, can I get it cut in half? Cause it's super long. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. And this like, 18 year old kid comes up with his little box cutter and he's like, well, it's going to be kind of jagged. And I'm like, I, it, it doesn't matter if it, I, I can just, I can just sand it. It'll be fine. Um, he's like, okay. And he, he's like, he uses just like the tip of the exacto knife and just like, <laughs> just the tip and just creates this tiny, shallow little cut and then tries to like break it along the cut. But the insulation board is like, no. no. And he, I was like, just, just, cut it <laughs> and i think also that his knife was really really dull because when i cut it with my super sharp box cutter at home it created perfectly smooth lines basically every time until it got dull which is about every three cuts good thing i have a sharpener um rip my rip my box cutter blades but um so this he struggled with this for like five fucking minutes and i'm just like dude please help me <laughs> and so finally he cuts it and I'm like, okay, thanks. And I go and I pay for my bullshit. <laughs> and it was very windy that day. So trying to carry these two four foot by four foot blocks of one inch thick insulation foam out was kind of an adventure. I felt like I was going to blow away. And then I get it to my car and it's too wide. And so I'm like, ah, but there's like lines down the, um, like 
horizontally down the board that it's like snap here for fit and so i just like snapped one of the smaller ones off and i was able to fit it in that way like i again i didn't need them to be enormous like four foot by eight foot pieces of foam board or else i would have come prepared and borrowed my friend's pickup truck or something but like it was still a time this is the only time i've ever had to buy pink insulation foam for a project either like i've heard lots about it but i've never actually used it before so i've been very slowly carving my artemis bow out of the insulation foam since then i basically will like i've got like the bow part cut out and then i've got the heart part mostly cut out but i have to finagle out the like section that's all encased in like there's a section that i have to cut out at the center and that's going to be tough but eventually i'll get it done i have to sharpen my exacto knife like every couple of cuts because this stuff is so hard on box cutter blades and then i'm gonna carve it into a nicer less rigid shape and get some of the detailing and fun stuff on it probably with like the craft foamies yeah and then cover that shit in warbler um i also have to figure out how i'm going to handle the transforming aspect of it because it does fold up and i need to know how i can get it to stay in one position or the other i'm thinking magnets but i'm not sure how to get it to work um aside from that i also started working on my aura tail for my costume but that's i'm just like patterning out pieces and trying things right now so there's not a whole lot to say about that but it's gonna be cute um and that's i spent a lot of time talking and i'm sorry but that's my pre-self well when you like when you were talking about going to home depot and not using anything for its intended purpose like as an art student I fucking have been there. Same. And, like, the only thing I can ever, like, the only thing I know, I, I went somewhere with Nikki, um, and she was like, I need an adhesive for this, for one of the, like, things she was doing for a cosplay. And I was like, oh, well, you can use, and then I proceeded to s- expel out this long-ass list of adhesives, and she's like, come with me to the hardware store. So we get into the hardware store, and she's like, I need, and then looked at me, and I was just like like, listing all these adhesives and, like, which ones we would prefer and then blah, 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 and the guy is like, oh, oh, that's over here. And, like, I I was just like, finally, my weird encyclopedic knowledge of specifically adhesives that I do not use for their intended purpose has finally come to fruition for something. <laughs> I also know a lot about adhesives that are popular for cosplay, like contact cement. Yeah, like, I need this specific I know an glue. awful lot about contact cement. Mod Podge. It was funny because people uh, would be like, glue. you can't hold that together with this. And I was like, bitch, watch me. <laughs> you wanna bet? You wanna bet? Fight me. I'll, I'll always remember, I used something that wasn't archival for a project once, and art school teachers are real serious about archival materials. And I'm like, well, how long will it take for this to degrade? And he's like, about 100 years. And I'd be like, bitch, I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but that's not the point. I'm like, yeah, it is the point, because I won't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, what do I care? Um, so for my pre-salt, I guess I'll stick with some the Final Fantasy stuff first, because I, I just wrote no more aggro combos here. We talked about that, but I just, I'm excited about that. Um, also, Kay and I fist fought Odin in a parking lot at 1am. Um, <laughs> so, like, 
I had started the Odin quest, but apparently I hadn't finished it. So I, like, with the help of Kay, who made a very sad sighing sound, um, I was able to finish the quest, and she's like, okay, now let's go fight Odin. And I had no idea what to do. She's like, hit him until he dies. Um, (laughs) I was raring to go on Odin, because it's a really cool fight that I don't get to do very often. Yeah. Because it is not in the roulettes, because it's extreme content. It's, 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 it's actually, it was fun. I think there are a bunch of mechanics that were hard when it came out, but now are just kind of like, <laughs> we have no idea what's happening. And I'm like, swords are falling from the sky! And Kay's like, they sure are! I'm like, what do we do? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> My favorite part was when you were like, I have aggro, and then I took it from you immediately, and I'm like, I guess I'm tank. <laughs> yes. I was too strong. Too strong. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Kay, I can't hold on. I was doing everything to keep hold on to aggro, and it just was not happening. But I outclassed you by 20 levels and about 200 item levels. But it was still fun. It was, like, when I say a parking fun. lot brawl at 1am with Odin, it sure fucking was. It's like, meet us outside of Taco Bell, and we'll just, like, fist fight in the parking meet lot. Meet us at Earth's Fountain in 35 minutes if you want to ass-kicking. Yeah. <laughs> It was super fun. It's fun to fight Odin. It was, like, cool effects. It's also super fun to just go into something with, like, one other person and just run around screaming. Um. (laughs) Yes, we did do that unsynced. Um, I also was like, I wonder what this fight was like when it was released. And so I looked up a four-year-old MTQ capture video describing how you're supposed to fight Odin. And I sent it to Jesse and I was like, LOL, we didn't see any of this. It was like, yeah, like, oh, and if you do this, this will happen. And we were like, yeah, that didn't happen. We just slapped him until he died. Um, we saw the gun near and I was like, we should probably do something about that. But then I did not, did not do anything about it. <laughs> that was like something. And it was fine. That was like something else we were doing. Um, and I, and I had looked up a video right before I went in because I had never done it before. But then Kay at one point was like, why did I die? And I'm like, oh, because if you're tethered to that thing, you're not supposed to cast at that oh, time. Oh, Oh, yeah. And and um, I was like, oh, it's the tether, no casty. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that because it's like you guys <laughs> obliterate Ramu before it even becomes a problem. And I was like, I only know it because I just 10 seconds ago watched this video about how to big slap Ramu. Um, Ramu was fun too. I like being Ramu is a good one, and um, like in dungeons and instances, and what are they called when they're primals? Trials, Trials with K. It's super duper fun to have like to like talk to someone while it's happening, so we can be like, excuse and I just me. like. I just like doing trials. Like yeah. I feel like I don't like Ifrit, Garuda, or Titan. Those ones are kind of dumb. The Hydra is dumb. Um, I don't like Leviathan. But, like, I feel like after A Realm Reborn, there are more hits than misses. Like, Thorn March is a lot of fun. Shiva's really cool. Like um, Shiva's next. I, I got Shiva's to Snow I don't like the Steps of Faith, but that's that's okay. Um, and then I also really like, you know, Ravana and uh, the Knights of the Round and all of those fights that come in Heaven's Word. Like, it, it just gets better from here. <laughs> yeah, I, um, last night... I oh, I got to <laughs> Snowcloak, but then um, I queued up for it, but it was 9 p.m. on a weeknight, and, like, nobody, no fish were biting. Um, I'm kind of surprised, because it was the day after. It's, um, so, 
uh, like Monday at midnight, everything resets. So your tombstone counter resets, your um, weeklies reset, wonders tales resets. <coughs> so it's pretty common for people to start redoing those things. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody was biting. I was sitting there for a long ass time, which is unusual for Tank Q. So I guess on you know like the East Coast, it would have been pretty late. So. I was just like, where are my people? Um, so I'm going to try it again <laughs> at a, at a more, maybe a different hour or a different time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just have snow cloak. And then after snow cloak, I have like two more story running around things and then Shiva. So Shiva. yeah, cause I, I got pretty far last night, but then I got stuck at snow cloak because nobody wanted, nobody wanted to fight with me. I did get to that part where, um, someone's like, grab that girl and it's Alfido. And then Ida like <laughs> swoops in and saves him and is like, are you okay? He's, she's like, did you get hurt? And he's like, only my pride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did they just call Alfido a girl? They sure did. Um, yeah, they, they confuse him with his sister a lot. Poor boy. Because his sister's up to no good. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, he's he's there. He's out there sitting in the snow again in his, in his cutout costume. And I'm like, put on a big parka or something, my dude. Um, so I, I'm having... I don't know, I'm having fun. Fucking, listen, I would like to, I would like to call out Kay, because Uh-oh. the other day we were playing and we got into, I got into a cutscene, I'm like, look at this martyr legarious looking fucker, and I'm like, roll these knights, and Kay's like, it's the Heavensward, and then she was like, you said you wanted to see Heavensward, and I was like, you, I, what kind of monkey's paw fucking wish is this? It was just like a fucking 60 second cutscene of discount martyr legarious and a bunch of like knights going yeah and then that was it that was my whole that was my whole heaven's ward experience until i could finish these billions of quests um yeah that was fucking hilarious i was (laughs) you're getting to the part where those quests actually start to get interesting oh yeah i will say like um for a long time it's just go here talk to this person get this item bring it back to this other person go here yeah, Try we're not turning to the waking sands. We're getting plot now, which is fun, because um, we just met Emmerich. Emmerich. Um, Emmerich. Yeah, who's pretty for what? <laughs> for what is the purpose? Ex- America. Ex- I guess Japan. Explain. <laughs> Yoshi P. Explain. It's, they had a shortage of pretty elves, and so they're like, let's add this elf boy. Let's add this pretty elf pretty, boy. Pretty elves that are also over the age of 18. Pretty elves <laughs> who are pretty for no no good reason. Um, yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah, so I'm making my way through that. Kay and I fist fought Odin in a parking lot. Um, and then to move out of Final Fantasy into some other stuff, I had a great experience with Jeremy Greer. Um... Because I love sending Jeremy Greer chats, but I he was saying that he was listening to last week's episode, and um, <coughs> he got to the part where they were talking, where we were talking about, where I mentioned the weird date that Anakin goes on with Padme, and he was like, for some reason that was playing at a restaurant, like the sound was off on the TV, thank God, um, but like the scene was playing. He's like, fucking what? Anakin in his stupid little braid. And I was like, oh yeah, the Padawan braid. And he's like, excuse me? And I'm like, you know, the the Padawan braid 
it's what they they have and it's the braid that padawans have. have and i'm like i think it's supposed to be like um humility haircuts that monks get so like monks in the east often have shaved heads um and then even like western catholic christian origin monks will do the weird like shave bowl thing and it's supposed to be represent humility and like removing the importance of appearance and blah 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 you know the superficial casting off the superficial world or whatever and i'm like except it doesn't fucking work because while humans can shave their head except for this weird little rat tail like what about all the aliens that are padawans like okay sure but this alien has horns and like the twi'lek have those little like noodles that come down from their head they can't shave off one of their noodles because if i remember correctly part of their brain is in it um so like there's big problems when you're like your religious knight order also has, like, different fucking species in it. It doesn't really work to have these, like, traditional hairstyles because, like, not everyone can have the traditional hairstyle. And it begs a lot more questions, like, okay, were these humanoids the first people to be Jedi? Like, did humanoids start the Jedi Council? I have questions. Never answered. They never really talk about it, except for in the EU, I think they talked about it a little bit. And also you can see Obi-Wan with it. So I sent him a picture of Obi-Wan with his stupid Padawan braid too from the Phantom Menace. And he's like, hey, I sent them this to Autumn and she had opinions. Um, hi, Autumn, if, if you hear this. Uh, and Autumn said the funniest fucking thing, which is why I want to credit her. Uh, she's like, where did they train? At the Sandals Resort in Jamaica? Like, where's this Padawan training taking place? And I, like, lost my fucking shit laughing so hard. But I'm like, I'm so glad I got to be the one to tell you about the Padawan braid. Like, I, I'm like, it's the, it's the Padawan rat tail. I don't know. That's a decision. I, you know what's even scarier than the Padawan braid is is that I saw this, like, interview with George Lucas where they had his, It was not like an... It was more like a documentary, a behind-the-scenes thing of him talking about Anakin's hair specifically. Because he was talking about, like, how in the first movie, Anakin's a child. And in the second movie, he has his Padawan haircut because he's young. But in the third movie, he's married and coming into his own. And he's a big, bad Jedi. And he's like, and I wanted his hair to be sexy, which is part of the reason it's down and I'm long. And I'm like, he's like, you're killing me. And I'm just, he's just like, oh, yeah, so I want Anakin to have his sexy, long, wavy hair so that when he wakes up in the middle of the night, chest heaving with a nightmare, it's like, it's attractive instead of just weird. Um, but it's too late because we all had to experience the date with Anakin in the, the fucking the second movie, so we already know what he's really like. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Fun little, fun times at, uh, Star Wars High. Um, I, I just, real, real Star Wars nerds who have extended knowledge of the EU that, like, is technically not canon anymore probably could tell you more about it than I could. Um, I, I mean, like, I really love Star Wars, but also I make fun of it all the time. I mean, that's pretty much how I am with everything that I love. Um, and then... I also had a fun board game night with my pals. So, um, 
so one of my friends invited us all to his home. He has a home. Like a place that he lives that's his. That's wild. Um, that's not like an apartment. It's like a house that he bought with money. Um, but he invited us over to his house. And he's like a big board game guy. And uh, we do this. Sometimes we do it at um, at another place. But this was a place of his living. And we were playing um, board games. Super in, he's super into it. And I like, I don't have much ta- tabletop game knowledge except for now that I know these people and I play tabletop games with them. But I should probably mention that, like, I have a lot of um, informational, like, uh, I don't know how, informational processing issues. Um, Probably, I always, I've just recently remembered that I have, like, three learning disabilities, and I re-looked up what they do, and I'm like, oh, wow, this makes so much sense why I have this problem. It's not that I'm dumb, it's that this literally is a problem that people with this have. Um, but I, once I'm playing the game, I'm usually okay, if that makes sense. Kind of like Final Fantasy when I was talking about once I'm in the dungeons, I see what those things mean. But it's hard for me when people are just like vaguely explaining something for me to understand the mechanics of it. Um, but we played three games. <laughs> we played one where you had this little board and you got materials and you had to line the materials up in the grid. And once you line the materials up, you could build the building that lined up in that way. So like, imagine like you got Tetris blocks and you have to put them together um, in a certain pattern. And once you get that pattern, you can put a cottage down. And at the end, like depending what buildings you were able to make before you ran out of room, um, you add up to certain different points. And each building has things like uh, you can't put a factory next to a house um, or you'll lose points for the house. And then, like, there has to be a farm. Otherwise, your house won't be fed and blah, 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 blah. And you lose points for that. Um, And then you get, like, special monument cards that have special abilities. That one was fun. Then we played... This super fun game um, that made us all insane. I don't remember the name of it. I'll have to ask somebody because I actually really enjoyed this one. But it's basically the plot of Alien. So you're on a sp- oh. yeah. So you're on a space station, um, and everybody gets you know like um, in Battleship how everybody has kind of the like the little like marker thing. Um, to show where you are, like, with coordinates, and then you try to, like, take swings at coordinates to try and sink ships and stuff. Okay, so you have them, but they're, like, little dry erase cards, and you have different maps for different space stations. We did the easiest one, because we baby. Um, This is our first time any of us playing this game. So you have your little dry erase map with all the different coordinates, the sectors in the space station, and you're hiding it. So you have moves um, and you write down where you've moved and you can kind of track where you're going with this dry erase thing so you can reuse the maps. Um, and so you do that while also there's another mechanic where the cards are dealt and the card will tell you whether or not you're an alien or just a human crew member. Um, but we don't know. <laughs> at the beginning, who's an alien and who's a crew member because the aliens have disguised themselves as crew members. Um, so think like the robot from Alien. Uh, and so essentially what you do is that there are these cards and there are like harder mechanics. You can make it as hard as, or as easy as you want depending on what rules you use. Um, but we were doing the super baby easy version. So 
there are white spot sectors, and when you land on that sector, you can say silence, um, silent sector, which means you don't have to tell anybody where you are. You don't have to say the sector number. You don't have to do anything. You then, if you land on one of the gray sectors, you um, you have to say you have to pull a danger card, <laughs> and the danger card will say you have to announce what sector you're on. Um, so, like, say I'm on N12, then I would say you know, like N12. Um, or it will, the card will say, like, you can announce any sector around your sector, but you don't have to say your actual sector. Um, so you can say, like, you can be on N12 and say, like, oh, I'm on N9 or something, and so on and so forth. And the third card just allows you to say silence in all sectors and not announce where you are anywhere near where you are. People can also lie. Um, I'm not very good at lying, (laughs) So people... (laughs) Me neither. I have the worst poker face. Yeah. So people like kind of, uh, like I was pretty honest about where I was if, if I was someplace. Some people were much better at lying than me. Um, I almost made it to the fucking escape pod. So the thing is you're moving through these sectors to get to one of four escape pods. Um, and only one person can fit in an escape pod and you only have 40-something turns, and if you don't make it to the escape pod by the end of the 40 turns, then everybody dies. Um, and then the aliens are trying to eat you before you get to the escape pod. If uh, the alien eats you, you go back to the center of the map as an alien and try to eat the remaining players. Um, and so, if and if the alien swings at a spot and there's another alien in it, uh, and you're eaten by another alien while you're an alien, then you're out. The alien who's eaten is out. Um, so you only get one do-over as an alien, and then you're out. Uh, and so my friend Asalia made it through, like, almost the whole thing, evading us all. I got eaten, and I had to come back as another alien, and then I ended up the rest of the game just dilly-dallying on the wrong side of the map. And I was like, well, I made it to an escape pod as an alien. Can I just leave? (laughs) Um, And they're like, no. I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? Yeah. You know what's so funny is someone was like, hey... Um, someone said that quote to me when I was like, hey, can I just leave? Because I'm on the wrong side of the map. Um, and it looked like my it looked like my friend was going to get away, but uh, at the last minute she got eaten by our uh, our friend who ate the other, ali- other two aliens, too. We were like the three stooges trying to fucking catch my other friend because we were the worst at it. Um, but it was super duper fun. It was frustrating. It was fun. Um, I would be interested to see how some of the other mechanics work. Super fun game. It was kind of fun announcing, like, silence sector, silence in all sectors. A noise detected in sector N12 or whatever. Like, it just made me feel, I don't know, it was immersive, right? So now you feel like you're on this spaceship. Um, Yeah, that sounds like a lot. It's super fun. Uh, And then we played Between Two Cities, which I only remember the name of because I kept saying Between Two Titties. And then <laughs> I also kept singing Take Me Down to Paradise City where the girls are girls and the girls have titties. Um, and my friend, one of my friends is like, I don't think that's the word. And my other friend was like, no, but it's the spirit of that song. Um, <laughs> and in this game, essentially, you're between two cities. Uh, so there'll be, for us, there were four people. So the 
you are building a city with the person on your right and the person on your left, and you're given these tiles, and the tiles have certain rules. So you can, like, you're trying to line them up in accordance to these rules to add up to the most points. Um, and then you get the points of the city that's the worst. So you you try to make both cities equally as good and not sabotage a city because you get the points of the city that's has that adds up to the least points. So you could have the city with the most points, but if your other city that you worked on has the least points, then you lose. Um, it's fascinating. It was a really fun game. Uh, it was fun for us to be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And then like, I would, I would think I was clever. And then I was like, no, I fucked up because the cities have to be a certain shape. They have to be like four by four shape, um, grid. And like, so things have to fit in a certain way. And I fucked up and I don't know, but it was super fun. And it was interesting because you're like collabing with two other people and you were trying to make both equally as good. So it was a weird like competitive but not competitive feeling. Um, super fun. I for I really like tabletop games. I think it's hard because like you have to obviously have people to play them with, <laughs> and that's it's hard getting people to. It's hard when you're an adult to find time to get together with other adults who also have to find time um, to do these things. But it's super fun when you can. And I I just I don't know. It's a fun experience. Maybe it's like a a nerdy thing for me to be like. Well, I had a great time playing board games. Um, What's wrong with that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like, obviously I can't say too much about it because Richard, that's his, he's made his entire podcast about <laughs> tabletop games. Um, so I can actually come back and actually talk about tabletop games. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Um, and that is my, my pre-salt. All right, let's move into the salt. I'll start with the quick one, which is, um, as I said earlier, I have been doing an awful lot of runs of the level 70 um, 24-man raids, the Return to Evil East ones or whatever they're called. Um, And it is just fucking Orban Monastery White Party Week up in here. Holy shit that I have a lot of bum runs of the Orban Monastery. Just that one. Like, I had that one really, like awful run of Ritorana that was live-streamed, but we did clear it. So, you know, we we cleared it. And same with Ravenastre. Like, I had some runs that kind of went, like, sideways there, too, but we always cleared it. Orban Monastery was just, guess I'll die. Like, um, most, I, the first night that I was like, I'm going to do a bunch of these raids, and I just queued up for all three of them, and I was like, whichever one pops first, pops first. Um, and it says, Orban Monastery, in progress, 48 minutes elapsed. And I was like, it's Sid. I know it's Sid. At that point, like, who else could it be? It's probably not Ultima. It's not enough time. And nobody ever wipes at Ultima, or so I thought. Um, and sure enough, they were at Sid, and we wiped another two or three times before the Abandon came up. And so I was like, all right, well, back into it. queued up again. Again, Orban Monastery, 54 minutes elapsed. Oh, shit, here we go again. And there it is, Sid the Thunder God. Again, I had a lot of problems. It was mostly Sid that we wiped to through this week. But every single day, it felt like I had at least one run of the Orban Monastery where things just went tits up and, like, we couldn't 
complete the run for whatever reason. Um, and it was like, fail the DPS check on Sid three times, vote abandon. Fail the DPS check on Agrias two times, vote abandon. Um, we never did wipe to Mustadio, but I learned something new about Orban Monastery last week, which is that if you wipe to Ultima after the healer check phase, and you get to the point where you have to re-engage her, if you get to that point and then wipe, when you restart the fight, you will be at the second phase already. I didn't know that because I'd never fucking wiped to Ultima before. Hmm. Surprise! Um, but yeah, it was definitely Sid that gave everybody the most trouble. It got so bad that um, over the weekend I had one run where it was completely successful and we beat Sid on our first try. And I was like, I love everyone in this alliance! Um, but it was just like every fucking day... I don't that raid that raid's difficult, but it's not that difficult, is it? Like oh yeah. it was bad. Um I I imagine it was probably a lot of people that were just like being lazy and they're like, ah, it's fine if I don't pay attention. N no, it it's it's not fine if you don't pay attention. You're gonna get your shit wrecked in the Coliseum phase. But now I'm up to four of each coin, I guess, and I need two more of each to get everything I need for my item level 400 gear. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to get it all before Shadowbringers or the access drops. But oh well. <laughs> um, other than that, I have more to say about the live letter. Um, so they talked, I had this immediate panic moment when I was watching the live letter where they popped out this slide that said, um, moving towards emphasizing a pure healing role. And I was like, fucking excuse me? What, bitch, what? Exactly not I what I I don't want a pure healing role. Um, I so want to murder. Kinda, no, I'm sure. <laughs> they, <laughs> basically. Um, they essentially meant that they wanted to get rid of the strong divide between shield healer and pure healer. So white mage would be considered a pure healer in this um, under this description, and then scholar would be a shield healer. So, as I understand it, people have been complaining about White Mage for a long time because it's not quite as complex as Astrologian and Scholar. It's a pure healer, it's a reactive healer, you see people take damage, you heal the damage. It doesn't have much in the way of shielding capabilities. It doesn't have much in the way of, like, buff capabilities. It's people. The meta is that it's not good for raiding. Um, so, they wanted to balance the healers a little better. The smart thing to do would be to buff White Mage. Yeah. Give it some more shielding capabilities, give it some more buffs and debuffs and whatnot that make it more useful for raids. Instead, they nerfed the shit out of Scholar and Astrologian. To Scholar got it the worst by far. It seems like... I, I mean, I barely understood Scholar as it is. Um, so I don't know the full extent of the problems, but it got they got rid of a lot of Scholar's DPS abilities. Um, it seems harder to me to nerf two classes than it would it be sure to just buff one, but okay. But okay, Square Enix. Um, and they, they nerfed Astrologian quite a bit, too. They've changed... They had to change the cards a little bit because TP isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's not as big of a deal, but definitely, like, Astrologians are not super happy about this. Scholar mains are particularly unhappy about this. And the F Final Fantasy XIV Reddit is currently eating itself alive. Um, arguing about who's correct, and the 
the distinction seems to come down to do you like healing as it is in Final Fantasy fourteen or do you like healing as it is in other MMOs? Because Final Fantasy fourteen is unique in that like the game's not really balanced for you to only heal in a dungeon. You're gonna be bored. The way somebody put this in on Reddit, which I think is really good, is that there's really only a certain degree of not dead you can make your party members before you don't have much to do. And enemies in dungeons just don't really deal that much damage. It's mm-hmm. balanced so that healers and it's like even when you get into raids, like it's balanced such that healers need to attack the boss or else you won't get enough DPS to beat the boss before the rage timer and rage timer goes off. Yeah. So um at least not under like most circumstances. So the, the distinction seems to be come down to like, do you think healers should only heal and nothing else, or do you think, you, or do you like the blend of healing and DPS? I like the blend of healing and DPS. I, um, mean, I do too. That's why I like it in most things. That's why I'm a. That's why you play Overwatch. Yeah, that's why I'm a Moira main specifically because like. And it's, it's worth noting that for the brief period of time that I played Overwatch, I also mained a healer. I played Mercy and Lucio primarily. Yes. So let me heal, but same. also let me murder. I want to protect, but also attack. I want so. to protect, but also attack is such a mood. <laughs> and so people on Reddit that fall into the former category of thinking healers should only heal are really fucking snooty assholes about it. And maybe I'm projecting a little bit because I am a green DPS um, kind of healer. But they're always like, well, it sounds like you don't... Re- if you want a DPS, why don't you play a DPS? It sounds like you don't like healing very much. And you know what, random Redditor? No, I don't like healing very much. I like to play support. But Dancer is too complicated for my liking, so I'm not going to switch to Dancer, which also has heal buffs. It is why I pr- I've been playing Red Mage a lot lately, but mostly, I don't like healing. Standing around healing is boring, and I liked being able to balance keeping my party alive while also attacking the boss. And... I don't think there's anything wrong with that because that's how Final Fantasy 14 has been from day one. And unless they pretty significantly change encounter design where enemies are dealing more damage and the healer is forced to heal more, the way they rebalance healers is going to be pretty boring for a lot of people that like the way that healing has been in Final Fantasy to this point. So, and, and like you said, Jesse, like why did they, nerf two classes instead of buffing one which would have been yeah, so much easier that's so bizarre <laughs> to me i'm like oh that's such a weird like now you have so much stuff more stuff to recalibrate than if you had just buffed and like it's not like there's there's a set composition that you go into a dungeon with and there's kind of a set composition that you go into a raid with right like I assume. So, like, it's not like Overwatch where someone is gonna, like, you could essentially have an entire team of healers if you wanted to. I don't know why you, you would. You can. You can do that. So, in Final Fantasy fourteen with the raids, um, since you generally do, like, extreme raids and such with pre-made parties, you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and definitely, like, my friend just did an all-caster run of the Ritorana Lighthouse for funsies. Um, but, like, I went into Ravana EX the other night with five other DPS. And we and we did it. That's an old raid, granted. But, like, 
you you can do basically whatever co- party composition that you want. It's ba- just that you have the for at least the re- like current content TM. Your greatest likelihood of suggest of success is going to be two tanks, two healers, and four TPS. Yeah. Um. Be- but yeah, there's definitely like a standard party composition. Yeah. So like it. I mean, the the whole thing with Overwatch is like you have like five healers, so you want to try and balance it so that like you at least have two healers that are doing different things and blah blah blah. But like for the standard composition for Final Fantasy, like, it doesn't do them any good to nerf two classes and buff, and, um, instead of just buff one. Like, I don't really understand the logic behind that. It just sounds like more work to me, but okay, go on. also, I don't, again, I don't feel like they would have had to do much to buff White Mage to the point where it can compete with Scholar and Astrologian. They would just need to give it some kind of party-wide buff and give it some fielding capabilities and they actually did that with white mage as well they made divine venison an actual shield with a potency of 500 instead of like 15 percent of the target's health or something like that and they also um like well most of the buffs are like to your own healing capabilities if they'd given like real buffs it might like increase Party members damage dealt by 5% or something. I don't know. Just I'm just thinking of something off the top of my head. That could be your level 80 move. Um, but they didn't do enough of that. Also, just... they kept fluid aura in the game for some fucking reason. Like, does anyone use fluid aura? I haven't had it on my hotbar in so long. And there was one time I went into the dun- a dungeon with a baby conjurer that was using it, and I got mad at them. I didn't say anything to them. I wouldn't do that. But I was, like, angry with them for using it because it was just annoying and getting in the way. Like, nobody likes Fluid Aura past, like, level 25 when they're still figuring out what it does. I'm just so confused as to why you would do this when already, like, you didn't you didn't provide another healer for people. People are getting bored with the healers they already have. And then you fucking nerf the healers they have. Like, how is that an incentive for them to continue playing that healer? What I'm saying is that we're running out of tops, and we're only gonna have <laughs> bottoms, and that's the worst kind of party. Just a bunch of bottoms healer, staring healer at each other. Shadowbringers are gonna be real fucking short. I just, oh boy, I'm just gonna be. Healers like, are not gonna wait long to get into dungeons for Shadowbringers, especially with a lot of people picking up uh, Dancer and Gun Gunblade Gunbreaker. Um, I called it Gunblade. You know what else sucks is that they're abbreviating, abbreviating Gunbreaker as GNB instead of just Gun. Whose idea yeah. was that, honestly? I don't know. I just I'm listen. still going to call it Gun. You can't stop me, you Square can't Enix. Stop me from calling it Gun. Hey, Gun, can you like <laughs> a gun? <laughs> a gun. Um. They also, I got really fucking pissed during the live letter when they were like, oh, we're removing Bard's crit buff. Because, like, they were like, well, we had to make Dancer a ranged DPS because we have, because balance and, and class synergy. And then, like, we're also going to nerf the two uh, ranged DPS support that we already have that are perfectly fine right now. We're just going to nerf the fuck out of them. Because <laughs> we hate you, I guess. Throw the whole machinist out and start again. To be fair... They had to do something with Machinist because nobody was playing Machinist because it's too complicated. <laughs> but like, that's fair. 
and it sounds it seems like the things they did to it was cool but like what excuse are you me doing? i am dumb and gay and a cat can you please <laughs> simplify this for me <laughs> but like what are you doing square enix you and like i'm kind of curious about how dancers gonna go because like i mean i'm mad because they were like well we have to remove um bard's synergy with other party members for balance and then they made dancer which seems to be fucking op (laughs) but uh at least from a glance but it also seems really complicated and i kind of wonder how many people are gonna stick with it um i guess we'll see it's just it's just a really strange choice it feels a lot like it feels a lot like they're trying to get rid of meta but you cannot defeat the meta meta is a hydra you cut off one head and two more sprout back in its place (laughs) i can't believe that you sat here in my chilies and were like meta is a hydra you cut off one it's my chilies too (laughs) jesse um it's a hydra you can't get rid of it ever the when i don't know the meta has been ever changing and evolving at first it was like never have samurai and never have white mage and bards were required for a while and then that kind of backed off a little bit and like i mean and it's like it's changing all the time because my free company leader got extremely excited when i said that i had a white mage at level 70 with item level 387 because like he really 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 wanted me to raid with them but they always raid at like 9 p.m on a monday night so like fucking that's not happening um i gotta sleep bro (laughs) Um, but like so the meta is there it's not every party that subscribes to it so you can definitely still find parties to raid with yeah if you're a samurai main or a white mage main or whatever and like it and it's not gonna go away it's just gonna get worse <laughs> like you you got rid of the healer meta by making them all useless and now dancer's gonna be meta and there was that one really amazing shit post of like the two do- of all the like people fighting and then dancers just break dancing yeah. <laughs> Background. <laughs> Top tier shit posts coming out of this live letter, to be honest. I also like, um, I need some MP, and then it's just like, dancer twerks. Thanks, dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm just gonna have to see dancer in action. I tried to watch Larry Zar's video, and I'm just like, I, I don't understand. Um, but, well, I guess when I see it in a dungeon, maybe I'll finally get it um but it's just also they were like an hour late because they were blowing busy blowing out everybody's eardrums um a lot of those sound problems weren't their fault but there is one that was their fault and we all knew it was happening which is that if um you're playing final fantasy 14 <laughs> and say you have some speakers plugged in if you unplug the speakers first of all your game might crash but also, you just lose all sound until you reboot the game. Um, everyone knows this is a problem. And I I can almost guarantee that that is one of the issues they had with their sound that day. That's so funny. Because everybody in the stream was like, you gotta reboot the game. It's, 
It's an ongoing issue that we've told you about millions of times that you refuse to do anything about. <laughs> Justice. Uh. There's uh, there's been a lot going on in the Final Fantasy XIV fandom. It's just everybody's running around screaming. It's that video of the like couple sitting in their house calmly eating dinner while fireworks are going out outside their window. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my that's my stall. That's all I got for this week. Oh, I guess. well, I do want to say um, Kay was the person who pointed out this out to me because someone pointed it out in the that one Discord because we were looking at um, Dragoon's oh, yeah. artifact gear. Um, oh, yeah, I was like, man, I haven't liked a single Dragoon artifact gear in forever, <laughs> and it's not going to start now. And uh, the, the, like, I immediately, there are lots of problems with that outfit. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble breathing for some reason. <coughs> Um, pardon me. There are a lot of problems with that outfit, but, like, one of my favorites is that somebody in your Discord <laughs> pointed out the shoes. And the shoes. They're not even peep toes. The toes are covered, but, like, at the, the tops of the toes not the rest. are revealed. <laughs> like, just... What are those? What are those? It's like, if you <laughs> haven't taken care of your toenails, but it's summer, and you still want to air your feet out. <laughs> <laughs> or, like... When you have those regulations at work where it's like your toes must be covered and it's like, yeah, but you never said the top of my foot had to be covered. And it's just like, bitch, what? Um, yeah, that was funny. Um, mostly <laughs> besides, you know, watching Final Fantasy fourteen fandom explode, most of my salt has to do with the fact that I'm an idiot who's still trying to catch up with um, the other, the newer seasons of... Um, jojo's bizarre adventure i just i just want to get to diamond is unbreakable because i hate stardust crusaders i hate it i don't like it i don't care for it i i didn't care for season one but i knew it would be important i like battle tendencies but i think part of that is i just really like joseph and i really like caesar a lot so and also lisa lisa waifu right there um but like i i i, I really liked those characters i fucking hate stardust crusaders i hate it it's boring i hate this monster of the week bullshit i hate the fucking weird tropes i hate that i had to fucking native american medicine man doll guy was a fucking episode that i just watched by the way um uh, and then we've my friend, as I'm typing this to him, because I'm like, Native American medicine man, is what I typed into the chat. And he's like, oh, have you gotten to India yet? And I'm like, no. And he's like, I can't wait for you to get to India because the, I forget what the creator's name is. Do you know, Kay? Um, the creative Jojo? Yeah. Ar oh, um, Araki. Araki. Yeah, he's like, Araki has some opinions. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Oh fucking <laughs> no. So I, I get, so they get on the train and, or whatever. I can't even remember how they got to India at this point because I blocked it. Oh, it, they had to get on the train. I remember now because this was the episode after the cherry episode. Fucking Kakyoi. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, this makes sense because it wasn't actually Kakyoin, it was that weird dude. But then it, 
then later at the end of the episode, Kakyoi does it too, and I'm like, nope, he's just weird. I <laughs> I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. I hate the sounds. I hate that they had to make the sound. I hate that I know it in my heart now. Anyway, I so they're on the fucking train, and then they get to India. And they're, like, worried. They're already worried about going to India because they're, like, India is dirty. And I'm, like, oh, God. Oh, God. We're about to get some grade-A racism right here. Mm -hmm. And, like, they get off the train and all these people bombard them asking to do services for money. And I'm already, like, oh, this has, like, the feeling of slumdog millionaire. Um, And then, like... They get to this restaurant, and they're in the restaurant, and fucking pulling off is like, I have to go to the bathroom. So he's like, where's the bathroom? And they're like, oh, it's over here. Hold on. Take this. And the guy hands him a stick. And I'm like, what is the stick for? And pulling off very, like, rationally is like, what is this stick for? And he's like, good luck. And he goes to the bathroom, and the toilet looks really nice, and everything's fine. So I was like... What's the stick for? But then you hear pulling off scream and he's running off the toilet. And so then he calls the attendant and the attendant guy is like, yeah. And he's like, there's a pig head. So a pig head is like coming out of the toilet. And because the man explains like, yeah, not all the toilets in India are like this. Just this one because the pig pen was built too close to the toilet. And I'm like, why is there an underground pig pen? Yeah, and- there's a lot to unpack there. And, and they're like, yeah, they stick their head out when they're hungry. That's what the stick is for. So essentially the pigs have been eating shit. Like, that's the, that's the understanding there. And then he's like, oh yeah, our boss likes it because it's like a bidet because the pigs lick him clean. And I'm like, I'm going to call the police immediately. I hate this entire episode. I hate it so fucking much. I am so angry. So then they, they get out of this whole debate with the fi- oh the stick by the way was for punching the pig's head back down the toilet um that mr buzzfeed solved so also the guy the indian guy does this laugh that's like i i have no proof but i believe it's racist it's like that scene in um dragon ball evolution where she's like i just because i'm my name is chi chi doesn't mean i'm an idiot and cosmonaut theater was like what does that mean i know this is racist i don't know how but it definitely is um so they they get out of this fucking nightmare bathroom and then there's the whole confrontation with whole horse who's who's fucking whose stand is a gun i he literally pulls out a stand and i'm like a gun um like i was like what the f- his, stand, his quirk is gun gun i hate it and then fucking like you know there's that whole drama with him at the beginning where the where that girl is like don't leave me i love you and he's like but you're 16 and he, she's like i'm old enough to marry you and i'm like what is going on why does he look like crocodile dundee who is this indian girl <laughs> she's a princess oh god and like whatever fucking a- abdul is that his name just fucking dies but he's Ab- abdul <laughs> abdul he's definitely not really dead because i see i see him in the thumbnail for a later episode so 
spoiler alert, I guess, but it is like, oh my god, he's dead, and they have the, they have a whole fight scene or whatever, it's a fucking mess. The little girl returned for some reason? The, the little girl that they found in, I swear, she, and she has like a crush on Jojo, she better not be Jojo's future wife or something, because I will fucking riot. I will riot in this Chili's. I just- I will say they like- don't ever talk about Jojo's future wife. Oh, thank God. Like, she, I don't think she even has a name. Thank God, because I, I will not be able to handle this. I, I like how that's thank God. But. There's a lot to, there's a lot happening. I don't, I hate this. I, people, like, like, always talk about how much they love Stardust Crusaders and how famous Stardust Crusaders is and how it's like. It's not my favorite either. I hate it. <laughs> I just want to clip through Stardust Crusaders and speedrun to the fucking end. Like, can I be done with this already? But everybody keeps telling me that I need this to for the later seasons. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just hold this with me in my arms so that I can get to the later seasons. But I fucking hate it. I don't like it. I'm sorry, everyone. I fucking hate Stardust Crusaders. I don't care about any of the characters. I just don't give a shit. And then fucking Kakyoin is over there like... And it's never <laughs> mentioned again. He just does that with cherries, I guess. Get used, get used to that. Because there's a couple similar scenes later on where it's like... And this is not never brought up again. This is the taste of a liar, Giorno. <laughs> That's like that shot is like directly in the manga because I love how my friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. I'll send. It definitely is. I'll send <laughs> clips from the anime to my friend. He's like, "Oh wow," because he hasn't watched the anime. He's only read the manga, and he's like, "Oh wow, they really rendered this like exactly from the manga." And I'm like, "I really wish," because like some of these like Stardust was written in the 70s, right? Like late 70s, early 80s, 80s or 90s, I think. 80s. So like. Yeah, oh, it has to be 80s, because Walk Like an Egyptian is the end theme. Well, I guess it yeah. doesn't matter, because the animal wasn't rendered till later, but that's my point. reference, like, 80s bands, though, I think. Yeah. In that one, so it would have to be 80s. So, isn't like, Jake Al's band in 80s? I have no fucking idea. I don't know that much know, about American music. But, like, <laughs> um, fucking, that one guy's name is Centerfold, so, yeah, I... Centerfold. Well, it's actually Jake Isle, but they call him Centerfold in the, um, right. English. I Which is actually a better name, and still a Jigal band reference. I hate this. They're a 60s band. I don't know what I'm talking about. I hate Stardust. I just want to get through it. I, You know how they made, like, a abbreviated version of Battle Tendencies? Yeah. Can I have spark notes for Stardust so I can just move into Diamond is Unbreakable, Make- which looks so much the more manga- interesting? The manga was published for Stardust Crusaders from 1989 to 1992. Um, I don't think they're going to do that for Stardust Crusaders because it's so popular compared to... Like, the reason they sped through Battle Tendency and Phantom Blood is because they're not as popular as Stardust Crusaders and Diamond is Unbreakable. So, I don't think they're going to do a Cliff Notes version, unfortunately. I'm so much And Stardust Crusaders is at least 10 episodes longer than it needed to be. Uh, Stardust Crusaders is 42 episodes long. Yeah. And I'm only It's too long. I'm on episode 13. <laughs> so, I'm sad. Um 
Yeah, I'm just going to try and speed run through this as much as possible because I'm really fascinated by the aesthetic of Diamond is Unbreakable, but I need the information from Stardust Crusaders to continue on my journey because it becomes important for later seasons, I guess. Um, yeah, I can think of a couple things that I'm pretty sure were introduced in Stardust that are important to Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, so, so. unfortunately, I'm going to have to finish it. I hate Stardust. That is my salt. I'm sorry, everyone who fucking loves Stardust. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I imagine the main reason that people like Stardust is because it was so different from the two seasons that came before because they introduced the whole true. stands and everything. Like it is kind of the season that codified what JoJo is. And after that, he kind of like kept working on that concept and improved on it. But the outfits so from Battle Tendencies were so cunty and good. And then <laughs> they fucking move into. Um, Stardust, and they're we're back to just buff guys, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, where's your and then they, fashion? And then, they, and then over time, they devolve and become twinkier and twinkier. I and then for love- a little while, they're ladies, and they they go back to being dudes, but they're super twinks, and it's great. I want this in my life. This is what I'm ready for. But instead, I have to sit through fucking Stardust orangutan. Dull, that guy who was, his stand was a car. I hate this. And he's, they're running out of tarot cards. I'm like, what are they going to do? What, I, I mean, later. The minor arcana, I guess. Yeah, I was like, the minor arcana. I'm like, I guess you could be the seven of swords, which is that guy who's just fucking twisted coming home with a bunch of swords. Real talk, though, they, they don't exclusively use swords for stands and that. Because there's, like, there's a stand named Bastet, and, like, so they start going after, like, Egyptian mythology for a little while. I hate this. It's too long. (laughs) 42 episodes too long, in my opinion, but I wish they could have just taken that plane to Egypt and then fought Dio in a parking lot and then be done with it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get through it, but you guys, it's so painful. I don't understand. I don't understand the hype. Um... But I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that I'll get out the other end. Because I do like the idea of stands. And there are times when I enjoy JoJo. But like 90% of the time I'm like, why is this so popular? I, I just want yeah, you gotta, to You gotta get to Diamond is Unbreakable because you gotta see the part that I kept telling you about where JoJo punches a plate of spaghetti because he thinks it's suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I also have to get to the turtle. Like, this is really important to me. <laughs> that's, that's part five. I I just want the turtle. I also am super fascinated. I think I might read um I might read past uh once I get through our we're on part four right now, right? Stardust Crusaders is three, Diamond is Unbreakable is four, four. so five and is being Benja Oreo is five, and that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Once I get past that, I wanna I wanna read Steel Ball Run. I think that's what it's called. I like Steel Ball Run, yeah. Yeah. That's part seven. Yeah, um, my friend really likes it, and I've been seeing stuff from it, and I'm like, God, this looks interesting. Um, and then he was like, oh yeah, he's, um, he can't, he can't move his legs, so they just tie him down to the horse, and I'm like, sounds dangerous, but I'm ready. (laughs) And then I was like, why are these, why are these, why is this guy's teeth yellow? And he's like, they're not yellow, it's a grill, and it says, go, go, Sabelli on it, and I... (laughs) And I was like, oh 
my god and with his facial hair and everything i'm like you know what this reminds me of so i just send him the vine where he's like my main goal is to blow up and then act and like i don't know nobody i just i'm ready for that and then he was like oh yeah they get their powers from jesus christ's arm and i'm like what <laughs> So this is kind of how I got into JoJo, was someone on Tumblr was like, it's impossible to spoil JoJo, because I could tell you that part seven is about a bunch of people racing across America to collect the body parts of Jesus Christ uh, to stop the president who's trying to collect the body parts of Jesus Christ so he can make America great again. And I was like, and you wouldn't know if I was faking it or not. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? That has to be fake. But it's not! (laughs) It's not! It's not! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck i this all started because i sent my friend a um what i thought was a shit post of that guy being like johnny tell him to eat shit and fall off his horse and johnny's like you tell him he's like eat shit and fall off your horse and i was like this has to be fake and and my friend was like no that's real and that actually happened that's an actual set of panels i'm like what the fuck <laughs> Apparently, the, so the backstory behind that is kind of cute, which is apparently uh, Araki wanted to um, reimagine the relationship between um, Jonathan Joestar and Will Zeppeli if they were like closer in age and could actually be friends instead of like a mentor student relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cute. And then he created the wackiest bullshit ever. That is kind of cute. <laughs> I also think it's interesting to have a protagonist who can't walk, but also has superpowers and also rides a horse. Um, That's a fascinating, interesting, like, I don't even really think we have that in superhero comics right now. And correct me if I'm wrong, someone in the comments below, uh, we're not on YouTube, so you can't actually correct me. I guess Oracle doesn't count because she doesn't have superpowers. Yeah, she doesn't really have superpowers. Also, they un... un wheelchair don't talk about that yeah (laughs) we we don't talk about the unwheelchairing of oracle um yeah they in the reboot that was a wild time Um, oh boy were people rightfully pissed about that uh yeah super rightfully pissed about that uh i mean we're starting to get some people talking about it like I mean, Daredevil's kind of cheating because he can sort of see the world on fire um yeah but like I I do, and then uh, and then you have Clint Barton, who they're just now talking about him being hard of hearing and using ASL to his advantage and stuff like that, which is fascinating. Um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting, and I want to get to those more interesting parts. And I just like the animation style of some of the later seasons, and I want to like move on from fucking Stardust. <sighs> You will escape Stardust Crusaders someday. Free me! Let me out! <laughs> me standing outside of Diamond is Unbreakable. Let me in! <laughs> <laughs> and that's my salt. Alright, um, that is our show this week. We did not get any imported salt to read. Um, if you would like to send some in, our, D- our podcast Twitter DMs are open at Podcast Salt. Or, you know, our Discord DMs, or our personal DMs, or just just wherever. If if you want it right on the podcast, it will find its way to us. Smoke yeah. signals, sky <laughs> <A> writing, raven. <laughs> <A> raven. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Jesse, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on uh, Twitter at Filthy Wizard or on Instagram, Twitch, and Tumblr exists, I guess, at Filthy Magic User. Okay. You can find me and twi- on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find our Wayward co-host and editor, Jake Lionheart, on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart. And you can find our podcast, as I said, on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. Um, if you like the show and would like to consider helping us out, consider donating to our Kofi, which is ko-fi.com slash salt report, or just listen to our podcast at basically anywhere you can get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Fireside, your preferred podcast app of choice. It, it might be there. Who knows? Check it out. Um, <laughs> we're slowly deteriorating without our we're wayward We're slowly co-host. falling apart here. <laughs> And remember, kids, um, I, I lost it. It's gone now. I've been really bad at this the past couple of weeks. And remember, kids, it's, you gotta stop the President of the United States from making America great again with the body parts. By, <laughs> and his stand, filthy acts at a reasonable price. <laughs> the best flanderization of the dumb names. I love it. <laughs> Filthy um, axe at a reasonable price. <laughs> filthy axe at a reasonable price. Uh, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>